ourselves this time. We did. Yep. Look at that. Although I don't know if any strangers actually listen to this. You so. can go ahead and introduce yourselves to us by following us on social media. Or you can even give us a shout out on social media. So let's say, you know, you're walking around town and you're going to head to an event that you heard about on our podcast. Just go ahead and tag us. We want to see what you guys are up to out there. Free promotion is what we're looking for. Yep. Absolutely. Not even going to lie about that. Since you told your friends about us last time, you can tell those like satellite friends, the ones who like you just follow you on Instagram, who you, like, who you stalk on Instagram and want to know every detail of their you, lives, like, but you don't follow. actually talk to them ever. Those are the people, you know, the ones in Columbus that we would love their, uh, their attention, their attention. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you haven't subscribed to us, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Cause subscribe, leave a review, rate us and spread the word. All the usual podcast things. So, Julia, how was your fourth? It was really good. I did a lot of different things. So, I went to Forno on the third. I took advantage of their happy hour. Okay. Awesome. It was awesome. It was very good. We got a ton of food, as per usual. Good drinks. And then we went to Boom, because it didn't rain. And it was super awesome and nice. And I love fireworks. So, that was very exciting for me, especially like seeing the skyline. Big, big fan of uh, the yeah, side of Yeah, it's always so, so nice. Seeing fireworks above that is just perfect to me. And then I went and tried Johnson's ice cream for the first time. Have you oh, had that before? Oh, I have. Yeah, I had a funny experience there one time. Um, I went to the one in, I guess, like Dublin Hilliard area. And I was with a friend and we ordered ice cream and we weren't like paying, we weren't planning on paying together, but we walked in and I walked up to the counter first and all I had was like a cone of ice cream with like one scoop. And the lady was like, that'll be $9. And I was like freaking out. I was like, what? $9 for this one scoop of ice cream? So I paid it. And then my friend came up behind me and they're like, oh no, it's already paid for. And I was like, what? I wasn't she I didn't, didn't agree to this. She didn't ask me if I wanted to pay for my friend's ice cream. She just like sort of assumed that I don't know. So I was like, "This isn't even Jenny's. Why is it nine dollars for one scoop?" But it was just all a misunderstanding that I laugh about for days. So, yeah. what did you think of it, by the way? It was really good. I is this just an like a Columbus ice cream podcast now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna go through and rank all the ice creams. Actually, summer. shocker. So, like, quick little ice cream update. Did you know that Jenny's doesn't make their own ice cream anymore? No, I didn't. So I have a coworker who used to work in a stressful industry and like took a year off and just went to go work for Jenny's for a year and just literally she worked in the factory, which mm-hmm. was like super cool. And then she moved up and then she decided that her year was over and she went back to the <laughs> back to corporate, back to corporate. Um, but she said that they don't make any of their own stuff anymore. It's made by like Blue Bell or something. Huh. I don't know I how long ago that. that happened. I mean, but I'm I mean, sure like, if you're listening, you probably that know that. Because, like, the Jenny's kind of headquarter factory, mm-hmm. what I assumed, basically there's this, like, Jenny's factory-looking building yeah. in Harrison West, and it doesn't look like it makes ice cream anymore. But Yeah. And I would assume they can't make enough ice cream for how many Jenny's are opened up now. Oh, for sure. They're all over the place because they're but great. But it still tastes amazing, so. Yeah, it's still good. So we'll still eat it. And I also went to Bristol, which I Ooh. was a big fan of. I think their food, they have a good happy hour. Um, their drinks are half off. And then their food, you can get like $5 combo barbecue platters. This is also a happy hour podcast now, apparently, (laughs) Um, but they do live music. (gasps) Wait, speaking of happy hour, we were going to say this like during the podcast, but I can't wait. So we just have to share this news now. You're getting a little bit of a little taste of our podcast today. (laughs) 
like ahead of time all over the place so yeah it's just gonna be an everything podcast today did you know i know you did oh yeah okay i didn't know this i was did you know that wolf's ridge is now having an extended happy hour where all of their beers are two dollars off during happy hour i mean of course i was one of the first people to comment on their Instagram but when i saw it i like but... automatically screened on it i'm like we must inform the public of like this big because i actually went one time and their menu was like inconsistent with like what was on the board on the menu they had stars next to them like these beers are on happy hour and then the board was something different and mm-hmm. i ordered it and i was like you didn't give me the happy hour price and lady was like it's just the ones on the board and i'm like well the menu is different and it was like this whole thing so now just go and drink their beer and then get a discount yes i am very excited about that because it seems like every time i go to wolf surge for happy hour it's like the one beer i don't want to try exactly happy hour it's like every single beer drink every other beer except Except for your midnight ipa double brew with like coffee in it like it always seems like it's that one they're always good though so and then i also sometimes you don't want like an eight percent you know yeah heavy some of them aren't eight percent heavy dark beer for happy I, hour. I'm just very excited to see a Columbus establishment um, expand their happy hour because <laughs> I'm just getting really frustrated with going to happy hours and it's being like they'll be by like, the time you go down there and pay for parking, it's like it doesn't even well it doesn't even matter. One Columbus happy hours aren't long enough; they're till like 6 p.m. And I'm sorry, who, who if can especially do that? if you work like in the burbs and you yeah exactly we don't That's, all work downtown. And then also their happy hour in quotes, you can't see this because this is a podcast. The happy hour is like $1 off drafts. So it just makes it like, so less, ex- like a little less expensive, but still too much to be paying when I can pay for like a six pack for right. double the price. For sure. And then just have like some porch, some patio beers. Yeah. But so they always get me with the happy hours because you sell like $1 off. And I always see it and think that the thing is $1. Like so, Bar so Louis. Like, Bar Louis really, on Mondays really does skills. like two dollar. They do like two dollar burgers, but you have to pay like five dollars for ketchup. It's like that kind of thing. Oh, not yeah. not actually, but like it's so like by the time you, it just gets you in the door, and then it, you don't actually get a discount. Yeah, so. I will say at Bristol, my friend got um rib or not rib. She got wings and their pulled pork or something. It starts with a B. Brisket. Okay. Brisket. And there's a $4 upcharge for brisket. So it's like... Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Go home. Stop giving us upcharges and stop having only certain cocktails on the happy hour list. I'm looking at you, Juniper. Right. So actually, while we're on the subject, um, there's a really cool article, or actually it was an advertisement for Urban Meyer's Pint House in 614 Magazine this month. But they said... That Standard Hall was the number one Uber destination in all of Ohio. Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? Because I can, I can, I can believe, believe it. That. Yeah. I but, mean, it's such a centrally located point. Like, it's such an easy place to be like, we'll start at Standard and see where the night goes. Is it going to be a food <laughs> hall night or is it going to be like a pint house sit and chat night? Yeah. You never for know. Sure. It said that, yeah, they had all this stuff about food hall and pint house and they said... Um, Forno is one of the Forbes top 100 restaurants nationwide, mm-hmm. which I, I, I haven't been there the in a while, day. but I mean, the food is good. I, only on happy hour though. Cause I'm, I'm cheap. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this a little bit more. Um, you didn't get to tell us about your week though, but I wasn't here. I was in New York. That's true. So, so this is why we are ignoring Laura. This is why we're just talking about Columbus this this week there the one thing that i did see in new york is like there's an there's a street called high street in brooklyn and i was like this sucks it's not as good as columbus i want to go home (laughs) 
So just I mean, as you much think as construction on the high street in Brooklyn as there is in Oh, Columbus? more. Like, oh. think of, if you want to think of, possible? no. So just if you want to feel what New York is like and you've never been there, just picture yourself in a place with, uh, I don't know, 50, 100 times the same amount of people that there are in Columbus, 10 times the construction and twice the humidity, and then you're there. Oh, and everything costs like a million dollars more. Yeah. And then you're in New York. New York makes me a terrible person. Every time I go to yeah. New York, I just become awful. Right. That's that like, was like I cross into the city and it's like, oh wow, yep. when did I get so? It mean? definitely brings that. I, I went brings like, that East Coast. Yeah. Out of you. The person that I went with, I was like, okay, just like think of the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life and just like carry that with you. Like that's just like New York. So anyway, I was very happy to return to Columbus. <laughs> happy to be back. Happy to have you back. Let's just let's just jump into it. Why don't we get started with some news? Cool. Um, so our favorite topic, we have multiple favorite topics. Everything in Columbus is our favorite, so we'll just get that out of the way. Yeah. So anyway, Lyft scooters have hit the streets. Um, I've been seeing them all over the place, just around downtown neighborhoods. You know, they're another scooter that's, there's not much really to talk about besides that there's a lot of scooters in Columbus now. Yeah, we're up but to a few. the really cool thing Lyft is doing is they do a discount for low-income riders. So, um... Low-income riders will have the opportunity to use Lyft's Community Pass program, which is like an unlimited number of scooter rides for $5 a month. So it's only available in cities with like Lyft scooters. The mm-hmm. the requirements you have to meet to participate, they vary from city to city. Gotcha. A low income in New York <laughs> might not be a low income. Can afford income you a luxury apartment in, Columbus, in, Ohio. in Columbus, Ohio. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very cool, and um, riders can get a pass if they are enrolled in qualifying. Enrolled oh. in or qualified for a state or federal assistance program such as Medicare, SNAP, discounted u- or discounted utili- utility bill. According to Lyft. So, so yeah, is, pretty is cool. that just in Columbus, or that's like the general rule of thumb? I think that's just in Columbus. That's for Columbus. I'm okay. sure it's different in each city. Yeah, but for sure. Anyway, that's pretty cool. So if you listen to this podcast and you're low income and you want to ride a scooter, yeah, that's awesome i think that's definitely neat because there's lots of transportation and mobility options but it's nice that they're thinking of yeah because the scooters are pretty expensive like i will say like we took the scooters back from the arts fest to um my place which is probably only like a mile and a half and it was about ten dollars each and there's three of us so it definitely would have been cheaper to split an uber right but it was more fun to scooter right yeah it was a beautiful day so exactly that's nice that they're looking into the price of those. I have another transportation update for you. There was a study done, 1,200 people who commuted to Ohio State, and they were just trying to figure out how people get around and how people move around a city, kind of like Columbus. And they said 12.6% of the people classify themselves as bicyclists, and 5.4% reported that a bicycle is their main method of transportation to campus. So basically people who live in high-density areas the study found were more than twice as likely to commute by bike as people who live in medium density areas. I'm not sure like what the parameters were on that, but I believe it was OSU that conducted. Do you feel like going to OSU, there were a lot of cyclists or like, do you think that would have been a convenient way to get around? I mean, you have the firsthand experience here. Yeah. I mean, I hate bicyclists on campus, but that's because they were always, you're not supposed to bike on the oval. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to bike. You're not allowed to scooter. You're not allowed to skateboard. Back when those um, hoverboards were in, you weren't allowed to do that because it's so highly pedestrian and the sidewalks are pretty thin for how huge 
the university right. is yeah. and how many people go there. Yeah. So I, but I, I hated bicyclists because they'd always bike through the oval and I'm like, but if, I'm walking. I feel like around campus, not necessarily on campus. I haven't spent a ton of time yeah. on campus, but around campus, especially in the more residential areas, there's a lot of bike, like bike paths on the side of the road. So it's in between the, Oh, on summit and forth. Yeah. Between yeah, when you're new. Exactly. So but maybe that's the point is like it's newer it's more available so people are starting to take yeah, advantage I of it more i just don't trust people enough with um, their driving skills to bike around campus i know and like those um bike lanes on summit and fourth when they put those in and still to this day it's hard to turn because you have to like basically go onto the street to kind of be able to see around the parked cars and mm-hmm. the bike lane yeah so that's kind of scary for me because you end up having to block the bike lane to right turn and then turning on to 15th, there's now a bike light. So even if the light is green, it might not be green to turn right because the bike has the green. So that one gets kind of like confusing. I always forget about that one. Yeah. So bicyclists, be careful and always wear a helmet. Right. Um, and I have a correction. The study was published by the Journal of Transportation and Land Use. And they looked into how bicycling contributes to urban vitality and how planners think about it a little bit. So we tweeted the article. So if you want to read more about that article, you can go. Cool. So we can going to get into sports now? Yeah, let's jump in. Okay. Well, first thing is, I mean, we talked about him earlier, but my it's my man, Urban Meyer's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Urban! I'm very excited. He is 55 years old. Doesn't wow. look, I mean, he looks pretty he's old, like but he looks age. great. He's great. Good for you, Urban. He's an awesome human being so there was a lot of stuff on twitter today about how great and amazing he is wow. so he has an 83 and 9 record in like coaching football and Wait, he, does that mean he's won 83 times and lost nine yeah and all of the games that he's ever coached or just for osu that should just be for osu I right think. that's let me, crazy let me double check on that didn't he coach for like five seasons yeah he he coached for a bit he like came in right at the beginning of college for me let me double check it's on this so nice record, him to come just wanna... in time for you. How considerate. Just in time for me. Coaching career. Wikipedia is a good... I should know this off the top of my head. Yeah, no, there's no way that's everything. That's just for OSU because he coached at like... He coached at Bowling Green in Florida and Illinois State and everything. So he is awesome and won national championship. The first one. Ohio State won it first. <laughs> Never forget. And Not he also it. started a podcast. Really? Yeah, he's on a podcast with Timothy Knight, um, Maybe and it's he wants called to the be... F Three Focus Three podcast, and it's about like building leadership, culture, and behavior in organizations. Wow, he's actually like really. He has a book. I mean, I don't think he necessarily. I right. think somebody wrote it w- along with him on um, organizations and like establishing like a good culture and a good hmm. leadership, and it's a really good read. I uh, wonder if he wants to come on our podcast. <laughs> Hey, Urban, want to come talk about things happening in Columbus? I would die. That would be amazing. I'll just come over to my apartment on Wednesday. Be yeah, and then, so in non-football news, Blue Jackets off-season updates. So Blue Jackets have lost uh, quite a few players. Panarin, he went to the New York Rangers, and Woo-hoo. Bobrovsky went to Florida. So they both signed on, like, the first day you could as That's a free hilarious. agent. Good for them. And then I was listening to a couple interviews with Bob, and he's going, like, back and forth and being like, they're a good team. They're a cup contender. And then he's like, "It's we're building. Like, this is – I'm here for the long haul. And it's like, no, Bob, you kind of just wanted, like, no income tax and to sit on a beach. <laughs> 
but isn't he like an older player too? He is pretty old, but Columbus treated him so well compared to Philly. Like I know a lot people are saying um, Columbus didn't treat him well, and we're putting a lot of blame on him. Yeah, but also he's a diva, <laughs> and we treated him way better than. I Philly. mean, I don't know him personally, but yeah, I don't know him personally. <laughs> but like looking at pictures of his apartment, right? Yeah, he did live in a palace, so yeah, and then. Um, Duchesne went to the Nashville Predators. So Columbus has lost. Who did we get? Did we get anyone yet? Nobody of note that I like recognize. But it's all a bunch of just. I'm sure by the time the season starts, we'll have like someone, a few players, but they'll probably not be like necessarily big name players. But we do have a lot of cap room now, so so that sounds like it's going to be a rebuilding year. <laughs> Blue Jackets. You can't rebuild like, if there was never anything there. No, I think like the past couple of years, like the past two years, we made it to the playoffs at least. Yeah, but which says something. I mean, you can't make it to the playoffs if you. I know. I feel bad for the Blue Jackets just because of the way like. How they had to build the team from scratch. Yeah. And the Vegas Knights just got to come into the league and draft players who were already established. And they're like, I'm going to take a player from here and a goalie from this team. And the way the draft worked is like teams could pick to protect certain players and that Vegas couldn't take them. But like, for instance, Vegas took Marc Andre Fleury from the Penguins, who was drafted number one overall. You know, the the Blue Jackets really had a disadvantage, but hopefully this year there'll be a Cinderella story. There you go. You heard it here first from Julia. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I forgot I have two more sports updates. Oh. Wow. These are all the... The All-Star game was in Cleveland, so um, that's Ohio, and that counts as <laughs> Columbus News. It does. Yep. Well, I mean, that's pretty cool, and especially because Cincinnati just hosted a couple years ago. Yeah. So that was awesome. The American League won the All-Star Game. and then- They did. So I don't know if you heard about it, but this has been, like, the year of, like, young baseball players. Yeah, because so, the rookie won the home, the run derby? home run derby. Yeah, there were there were 19 players under 26 years old and 10 under 25. Wow. So does the 19 include the 10? That's under a great 25? question. I don't, I don't know. Cannot confirm. Don't deny. Just the, the, just here is that a lot of the baseball players that were in the Oscar game were like pretty young. They were like our age. So that's cool. Millennials doing stuff. <laughs> Love yep. to see that. I think it's interesting because it seems like the audience for baseball has aged, but the players have like sort of gotten younger. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're baseball fans, but I don't know a lot of people who are my age who love baseball. So yeah, I feel if like you're out hard. there and you love baseball, shout us out. I feel like it's hard when you you have to live in a city that has it. I think that I mean we have like a minor league team. Yeah, I love so, the Clippers. Yeah, I like the Clippers too. I like going to games, but I don't like follow them. And I didn't grow up following baseball until right. the Washington Nationals like right. moved into DC. And then I started following baseball, but I followed the Pirates instead. I just suddenly had an interest in baseball because I could go to games. <laughs> right. Um, so that is some baseball news, kind of some Cleveland news. Now we'll bring it to the other Ohio city of Cincinnati. So <laughs> obviously, huge story. The women won the World Cup. For the fourth time, right? Yeah, fourth time. So that's pretty dope. That's amazing. Yeah. I watched the game at Land Grant. It was very good. And then I went to Southern and Sun afterwards and had the heartbreak of seeing that they don't have Earthling oh on tap anymore. This was like such a devastation because I went to go buy Julia some beer um, and her favorite beer in like all of Columbus, both of ours is 
earthling by seventh son and i went to go buy a growler and they're like yeah it's not on tap anymore and i was like what are you talking about i was so sad i had hyped it up to everybody i was with so much i was like guys we got to go to seventh and son earthling is so sad and i i did the ale trail so like saying this is my favorite beer in columbus i think means something right i feel like it's important so seventh and son please please bring it back it was so good but anyway back to soccer so back to soccer by the way you said you were in seventh and son i was in the new york city airport and it was like every single person who was waiting for their plane was watching on one tiny screen and when they won everyone in the entire airport was like cheering and clapping so that was Mm kind of cool to be like in the camaraderie i'm sure there were a lot of international people in the airport too oh yeah you know so it was a big deal yeah so anyway um one of the women i won't say girls but she is fairly young um she is from cincinnati yeah rose lavelle so they her elementary school tweeted like a picture and or put it on facebook some sort of fo- social media but cute. a picture of her dressed as mia ham when she was like doing a book report Aww. and said that she wanted to like go to the world cup and then here she is scoring goals in the and that's final why I, match so that's why you should pay women equally for their uh their sports because it's still they're not still getting still yeah. not getting paid to go to them i know it's crazy how they celebrate i mean it's a very big game it's a great accomplishment but like when you look about the amount of money they won versus like how much men win it's ridiculous. you're kind of like why are you even celebrating yeah. pocket change right but great for them good for women's soccer columbus has a women's soccer team we should go do a game and that's my sports and that's the sports update great so on our last podcast i said that ohio lawmakers were working on passing the budget and they had until july 1st to figure it out they're working on a two-year budget um and actually this headline was posted by cleveland scene which it kind of ties into our sports theme so this says ohio lawmakers pass temporary spending measures as budget talks go into extra innings so <laughs> so basically sports. what happened is like they couldn't agree on the budget so they passed the temporary budget instead which is pretty common in governments like mm-hmm. our you'll see our national government do that a lot but the ohio senate on june 30th passed of 17-day emergency spending measures as they like were going towards the deadline it's the first time in a decade that the lawmakers have missed the deadline. Before that, they hadn't been late in agreeing on a budget since 1991. So it was kind of a big wow. deal. Yeah. You know what they say about people from Ohio? They're always on time. I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> I just made that up. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wow, really? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so apparently there were roughly 500 differences in the $69 billion two-year spending plan. And some of those were small and easy to bridge but others were like super stubborn so they're not there yet um but when they do i'll tell you how we're spending our money i did see gas got more it's a gallon is it a tax yeah it's because of a tax due to a tax huh because i filled up on um sunday because i saw a tweet from like the dispatch that's like fill up your gas today because tomorrow it's it was like july 1st it was going up 10 cents a gallon I will and say, it went up more than that, but I will say though that like our gas price is still like comparatively to probably like you know higher states. Maybe it's close to national average, but in New York it's way over three dollars a gallon. Oh, yeah. So we really can't even we're, complain. We're inching our way there, though. Speaking of taxes, did you did you hear about the ticket tax? I mean, I heard about it in past years. Are they are they doing something new? So in around like 
mid-June, they put a 5% tax on tickets for some sporting events and art venues in Columbus. Actually, I did see that. I saw a sign at the Clippers game. And it was, it's, it hasn't been, hasn't even been in effect for like a month yet. And people are so annoyed, annoyed that they're already protesting it. So people who brought it, um, so people who bought are committed to buying tickets before July 1st don't have to pay the tax, I guess. Which you can actually save a lot of money on, especially if your ticket is over 100 bucks. Yeah, like, or if you're a season ticket holder. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. It says both the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Columbus Clippers have asked season ticket holders about buying multiple multi-year plans up to seven years to avoid paying extra tax. Wow. So those committing to plans before the taxes take effect don't have to pay them a dispatch. But there are so many opponents to the tax, like I said. They plan to submit close to 20,000 signatures to the Columbus City Council Clerk's Office. Um, so I haven't heard any like new news about it, but it's basically not going over well. People are not happy. I feel like arts and like culture, music, is something that is really part of the culture of Columbus, and it kind of holds people together and brings all sorts of people from all over the city together. It's kind of like a main central ground. these taxes go to supporting the arts, correct? It's a great question. I don't actually know what they go to. I actually was trying to see if like the budget had allocated the funds, but then the budget hadn't been passed yet. So, but then again, this is a city tax and that's the state budget. So those are two different things. Oh, true. I probably wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't thinking about that. That's my news. Woo, politics. Okay. Now into uh, our construction. Construction updates. So um, last year they announced that Quarry Park would be the 20th metro park in the area um and it will include kayaking canoeing camping cliff face climbing it's just going to be like a huge metro park where will it be um it's kind of out past hilliard towards 270 oh cool off of traub road yeah i love traub road do you do you know where it is i don't take my horse old traub road one (laughs) thanks so anyway it's basically supposed to be a big metro park but they decided or they're gonna try to they're waiting for the land to get um approved approved they are planning on putting twenty thousand square feet of retail restaurant space we're in a in in a metro it's gonna be in addition to the 108th park and then there will be 279 single family homes 120 multifamily units and um there's just gonna be like a straight up development it's not even yeah, just it's, a park wow i mean it's gonna be it's developed by um wagon brenner yeah. which is the company i guess that developed like free park mm-hmm. in the italian village so these homes and everything are gonna mimic this st- or they're supposed to mimic the style of all this stuff in Italian Village. So pretty modern and Yeah. Speaking clean. of Wagon Brenner, I don't know if you've been over there lately, but they're like not stopping. They're still building. Oh, yeah. It just There's keeps going new, and going and going. Did you see the Zaftig Brewing that's going to open up? I think it's on Summit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Below those apartments. There's a ton of stuff over it's there. It's going to be like, like right next to Hoofhearted. Right next to Seventh Sun. It's going to be down the street from Hoofhearted. But like close. Close that so you could like yeah. take a lift It'll scooter nice from all three. Be, um more stuff in that area because i feel like the italian village is a super convenient place to live because it's so close to 71 and yeah downtown and everything else but it's just like there's parts of it that like i wouldn't want to walk in after dark right and also there's not there's not a whole ton of stuff in walking distance of some places unless you're living in like the brand new stuff that has been right yeah built like around a couple years ago people have said like that's not an area that you'd want to go in and now Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot nicer. I feel like it's almost, 
I don't know what technically defines a food desert. Like, I don't know what actual radius it is from a grocery store, but there isn't like a grocery store super well, there, close. I no, mean, there you can go is, to because there's uh, you can go the to Giant Eagle on High Street, Giant Eagle Market District. Oh, you can go to the yeah. yeah it's like on High Street and King. It's kind of okay. I guess it feels kind of far, but I also can like see a grocery store from my window. So yeah, that's maybe I'm true. biased. Um, but anyway, it's gonna look like the Italian village, but be out in the suburbs and be connected to this huge park. That Yet again, have, like, a short north. <laughs> yeah, the short the north is moving. Their restaurant and retail state space will probably be like Condado and a pin yeah, and right. hot chicken takeover. Actually, so if I may add on to that, I read an article the other day about how Brothers Drake Meadery is adding a Polaris location oh, and really? setting up a coffee shop. I still haven't been there. I need to go. It is amazing. It's one of the most, like, according to this article, it said... Brothers Drake Meadery, which is located in Italian Village, like you were saying. And it recently opened up a coffee shop. I'm not sure. This article isn't very specific on if the coffee shop is in... The location that's off If of it's Fifth. in Italian Village, right. Or if it's in Polaris. Is it the sounds- Polaris one going to be in the mall or no? It's not going to be like when they opened the Daily Growler in the mall, right? Okay, so I was so excited when they opened the Daily Growler in the mall that I like went. And I was so disappointed. Because it's just like a bar in the middle of a food court, and there are like children running around. And I'm like, this is not the, this is not the atmosphere. Relaxing. Like, I can smell the burnt like Chinese food from like the Panda Express place. Like, it just it's not what you. Oh, so to answer your question, Brothers Drake is opening up at a Cohatch location in Polaris. So remember last podcast when we talked about Cohatch is coming to Easton. Oh, so they have a location in Polaris as well. It'll be Cohatch, the pub at Polaris. That's what they're calling it. Yes, the Cohatch is in the Polaris Mall, but oh. the Brothers Drake will be inside the Cohatch that's at the Polaris Mall. All the all the malls. All the details, yeah. Everything you need to know. Well, it sounds pretty cool. Like, yeah. Their barista is going under the name Little Ghost. I didn't realize baristas went under names like rappers. I mean, that's it's probably the new cool. thing. If anyone was going to start it, Brothers Drake would be it because like they're just so hipster and like their, their original location is in like a converted... Um, mechanic garage so they have huge garage doors that open up when it's really nice out and you can go straight onto the patio so it doesn't shock me i'm excited i well i still need to go to the original location i have had brothers drake mead before like at um, yeah. kingmakers but i have not they have just such great live shows like all the time i'm a big live music they, and they have like local yeah. bands too which is really great yeah it's that's where it's like i'm excited to like go to bristol a little bit local. and like check out their music scene because columbus just doesn't have as much live music as um some other cities there's a lot though there is a lot but like i feel like when um for instance when i was in lexington it was like every bar had live music whereas like columbus like twos has live music i'm sure fours might have live music there's i mean a, i was there's also a few on campus that have live music. it just depends on when you go i think yeah that's true We'll get there. We'll get to events shortly. Don't worry. And I guess uh, more ice cream news because this is an ice cream podcast It's summer, now. so it's just time for ice cream. Yeah, but there is a Mexican ice cream place coming to the short north. Um, it's called Dolce, Dolce Vita. Dolce Vita ice cream. Dolce Vita? Dolce Vita. That would make more sense. That sounds like a real word. I do not speak Spanish. Dolce is, means like sugar or sweet, oh. sweet or candy. What's Vita mean? Life. Life. Sugar life. Sweet life. Sweet life. <laughs> like sweet life of Zach and Cody. That was a good show. <laughs> anyway, um, it's going to be a Mexican-style ice creamery. And when I first read the title, I thought it was Diamonds. Have you been there yet? I have, and it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, sweet. 
But this place looks really good, too. I looked at all the pictures, and I'm really excited. They're going to have a lot of fruit-forward treats, so a lot of, like, pineapple and, like, berry stuff. I think um, some kind of interesting flavors, but they actually have two locations already on Broad and Cleveland Avenue. Yeah, so, so I was looking to point out it looks Yeah, around. so I'll, maybe I should just try it before it opens up in the short north. But this place also serves hot food, like Mexican street corn and tamales and walking tacos. Wow. And I'm a big Mexican street corn That's fan. like one of my favorite summer foods. I put mayonnaise on all my corn now. It's just I got I some um, street corn from Bristol. I keep forgetting the name of it. And I was there two days ago. Bristol had corn and it had like Cheetos in it. And it was very good. Wow. But it was like kind of like a Mexican corn where it was just a bunch of stuff in it. That's crazy. But it wasn't on the cob. So I feel like there's kind of like a little bit of competition now for Mexican style ice cream in Columbus because we have diamonds. We have the churro truck. Oh, yeah. The which churro I truck. Finally, which I, to- I finally caught it the other day at Grandview Hop. What's it actually called? Churro truck. No. <laughs> Incorrect. I track it. Oh, yeah. Definitely track it. Let's let our listen- listeners know where it's going to be. Oh, it's called Glazed. Glazed. That's what it's called. So we have diamonds, we have glazed, and now we have Dolce Vita, which we've apparently had all this time, but we just have not been over there. So So speaking of like restaurants and things, there's a few that have been on my radar that have opened up a little while ago that I haven't been to yet. One of which is Short and Stout, which I don't know if you follow it, but it looks phenomenal. Let me tell you a little bit about it. It's just like too good. Every single time I see a picture, I'm like, how have I not been here yet? Where's it at? So Short and Stout is a kitchen and their their location is in the Daily Growler in Grandview. Oh. They were a food truck, I believe, and they make amazing food. And then they wanted, like, a more physical location. I think it was in May. It was, like, so long ago now. They finally opened a location in German Village in the Daily Growler location. And it just looks so good. Like, I want to just eat it all. They have they announced today they have, like, a secret menu or, like, a special menu. You can order fries um, loaded AF style or like Cali style is what they call them. And it looks like it's in like a wrap. Like, do you see this? It's oh, like wow. French fries with like every single thing you could possibly want on them in a wrap. It's almost like a Primani sandwich in a wrap. Yeah. So that's really good. Oh, that I one's on my radar. Um, and then there was one other one that just opened within North Market. Let me find it for you so I can oh, tell you about it. American Nut Company. No, tell me about the American Nut Company. There's a nut company that opened up in the North Market. I obviously do not have it in the details, so I'm going straight off my brain. Right. Um, And at first I thought it was Crema Nut Company, which is in Grandview. And Mm -hmm. I still haven't been there yet, but it's on my list. But it kind of has some... I feel like every time I want to have it, it's closed. This nut company is not Crema Nut Company. It's going to do, you know, peanut butter and nut butters and different nut things it looks cool that sounds yummy i mean who can who doesn't love that who doesn't love a peanut butter sandwich okay so it's called satori ramen bar is the one that just opened recently oh i did see that in north market and they i think they took a little bit longer to open than they were anticipating because they said they were gonna open in like april and they didn't end up opening until just a few weeks ago but i haven't been to north market in a while and it looks so good so they've been like posting their menu and everything 
they took over one of the old spots. I forget who they like took over from, but it's nice that they just keep a rotation in North Market and they just really keep it moving. So fresh. So um, Short and Stout and Satori Ramen Bar are on my radar, and there's a great opportunity for you guys to try out some of these restaurants that we're mentioning, including Bristol Republic and others, at Drumroll Restaurant Week. Ah, yay. I'm so- it's next week, so you'll hear a little bit more about it on next week's podcast, but stay tuned. Yeah, I'm very sad I'm going to be out of town for that. What, what? I complained about it for probably 20 She's minutes gonna today She's going to be in the be- on the beach, so hopefully not getting sunburn. I'll be in my sun shirt. I wasn't going to say sunburn, but that's fine. Oh. Because you're going to a location where lots of people have been dying lately. It's fine. No one, I feel like it's been out of the news lately of yep. people We're dying We're just going to say good things for you and then I'll eat all the food and then you come back and then we'll just talk about all the food that I ate. Yeah. It'll Julia, be like, uh, this, Julia will be sunburnt and I'll be fat. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this last week's podcast where I was like, I'm just going to talk about all the things I did this week. No one cares you're in New York. Exactly. I'll tell everyone about all the things I did. Yeah. But I guess getting into events that, uh, that are I, happening this week. Yeah. That are happening while I am in town. So I have interest in them. Yeah. Um, basically, there's a car show at the fairgrounds. I don't have interest in that, but somebody else might. Yeah. I'm not into cars. Um, but everybody seems to be pretty excited about it on the internet. And then North Market's Ohio Wine Festival is on Friday and Saturday night. And you can get 10 tastings for a $25 ticket. So if you want to, like, go to North Market, I'm sure there's going to be things that are... That's such a good deal. Oh, I thought you were shaking your head like it wasn't happening. I was like... No, it's... (laughs) No, it's... I've heard about it, and I'm just, like, so excited about it because it's such a good deal. Yeah. I feel like I could be into doing that Friday or Saturday night. Or finding that food truck. It's also Franklinton Fridays this week, so... Oh, wait. Tell me more. Franklinton Fridays are when... Like, Franklinton's a very artsy area, so there's a lot of galleries open. It's almost like gallery hop combined with... Like near Watershed and stuff? Yeah. So it's like gallery hop combined with um, Grandview hop. Right. But it's called Franklinton Friday. I love that because there's, like, um, there's Watershed Distillery, there's Brewdog, there's Land Grant, there's the... What's that, like, building where you can build stuff called? Um... Oh, I know the do-it-yourself center. No, <laughs> that's kind of what I like to think of it as. The do-it-yourself center. The the thing, the place where you make the stuff. The glass access place where you can make glass. No, it's like everything. It's like a craft. There's Kosai that's over there. There's a lot. Yeah, but basically, I for some reason have not done Franklinton Fridays, so I think I need to do that this week. The Idea Foundry is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, the Idea Foundry. Thank you. I think that might be the move because the glazed food truck is going to be there. Also, if you recently moved there, it's a great way to meet your new neighbors. <clears throat> I just, you know, for any of our listeners who may be new to the area. New to the area. If you're free on Saturday, you can head over to the Summer Jam West Peace Train in Westgate. It's a free, family-friendly arts festival on, in Hilltop that takes place all day on Friday. Did I say but it's on the 13th. Isn't the 13th a Saturday? Mm, no. Yes. The 13th is a Saturday. 614, you better read your stuff before you publish it. This is kind of confusing. You you misprinted. What is it? Is it on Friday or Saturday, 614? It says you can take your little ones to check out professional chalk artists. Let them run wild with the chalk creations of their own. There's going to be local music, art illustrations, and more. Go hang Exciting. out in Hilltop. What else do we got? 
Did we mention the um, Westerville Music and Arts Festival at Heritage Park? We did not. Happening on Saturday and Sunday. You can step out of the city and into the suburbs of the Westerville as it hosts its annual Music and Arts Festival. It's a two-day festival with food and booze and family-friendly activities. Wow. So exciting. And then all just leading up to Restaurant Week. So really, you should just spend your weekend reading menus. That sounds great. Yeah. You know, eat some salad or you could be like Joey Chestnut and you could just not eat for two days because the guy, that's the guy who wins. Is that what he does? Did you watch the 30 for 30 on him? No. Oh, I need to watch that. I unfortunately watched the hot dog eating contest. It's disgusting, but he supposedly doesn't eat like two days before and you can see his stomach like, oh, you can see his stomach just like pop out as he's on like hot dog number 65 and he gross. Yuck. Except I love hot dogs, so it kind of ruins it for watch, you. I just can't watch people dunk them in water. I know that's, it's like that's, that's not a good topic. I feel choice. like if they weren't dunking the bread in the water, I'd be okay with it. On that note, <laughs> um, this is our closing. Yeah, so stay tuned. We'll have a shorter episode next week, but we'll just be talking about some things happening around Columbus because Julia will be gone. So woohoo! She'll not woohoo that I'm gone because it's restaurant week. Julia's just a woo girl. Woo girl. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Bye.